Hi, and welcome to In My Opinionation. Each week, we break down an episode of the hit 90s sitcom Blossom. I'm your host, Eric, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mallory and Jen. How's it going, guys? Hey, London. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm getting all sorts of deja vu, but I don't know why. So today, we're looking at the fourth episode of season one. Who's in charge here? Who is? Is it me? No, it's never me. It's always Mallory. The episode is Eric. <laughs> it's Tony Danza. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's be honest. He wasn't the boss there. No, he wasn't. No, the he boss. really wasn't. <laughs> so this episode aired on January 21st, 1991, back when I was just a wee little nine year old. So, you know, it blew my brain when it came out. It was obviously directed by Zane Busby. Zane Busby. And written by Paul Perlove and the creator Don Rio. So, this episode's synopsis is as followed. Thank you, IMDb, for these one-sentence, very short summaries. <laughs> when Blossom is in charge of the home for one night, when her father performs on a cruise ship, she sees Anthony's new girlfriend stealing a family heirloom. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, some trivia from IMDb as well. This is the first episode to introduce Zoe, Zoe's Joey's catchphrase. Whoa. Well, yeah. But without that enthusiasm. Yeah, it's he says, whoa, I think he said, whoa, in other episodes. So I would argue that this is not the episode where the whoa catchphrase starts. But maybe it was the first one where they were aware it could be a catchphrase. Maybe. And we're also watching in a different order than maybe it was aired. Like, That's maybe true. This is the, <laughs> like random order. First one. Yeah. Yeah. The order it aired is different from the order it was filmed in. So, yeah. 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 Speaking of which. This is the third episode filmed. So it chronologically was filmed after Blossom Blossoms mm-hmm. and way before the other two episodes that we've watched. Yeah. Mm. There's some weird like timeline things in this episode. I'm just like, I warned huh. y'all. Yeah. Well, anybody they, that listened, I think last week or the week before. They talked yeah. about the girl from the makeout party in this episode. I was like, who is this girl? Stephanie, I think. Not a Stephanie. Stephanie's the girlfriend. Um, Sheila. Oh, God, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. But they do. They do mention in this episode that Joey's 15 and in the last two episodes he was 16. Mm. So I wasn't crazy when I thought he was only a year older than Blossom because here he is 15. Well, you know, mentally, maybe he's uh, he's gone backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, he's 10. There, there's some awkward, anyway, awkward moments <laughs> with Joey. Joey's, every, I remember seeing him when I was younger and thinking, oh, he's so endearing. But now as an older person, I'm just like, oh, he's sort of creepy. He makes yeah. me uncomfortable. He does. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, the 90s, right? <laughs> yeah, he's very much a caricature. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I definitely wasn't thinking of all the things he was thinking of when he was, when I was 15. Or at least not to that extent. At least I, not that I know of. I was very out of it, as we learned previously. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the episode. The show starts off as normal in the kitchen of the Russo family. Joey's making breakfast. He's making a breakfast shake in hopes of not doing dishes. Ingenious or a mistake. He puts in milk, juice, bananas, an egg, and pie. And his father is just too proud to speak. You know, <laughs> I was I was looking thinking about it. I'm like, that would be... Not bad if he hadn't put the whole eggshell mm-hmm. into this movie. Otherwise, I could see that working. Exactly. Like the other things are, are I mean, pie isn't standard shake fare, but it goes with the flavors of standard mm-hmm. shake fare. Whereas a whole egg. Maybe the egg part, but not the shell part, at least. Yeah. Yeah. 
the egg would just get all wrapped up with the pie and it yeah. would be yeah. fine. I mean, I there are people, I guess, who drink raw eggs for the protein, but yes, um, <laughs> I am swole as it is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. But no, not that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Anyway, Nick gets into an argument on the phone with his friend, maybe his agent, Freddie. I'm not sure uh, if we got the name of the agent before. Uh, someone who's trying to give him work. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. know who. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so Nick was apparently offered a gig on a 50s themed cruise ship sailing to Mexico for one week. And Blossom figures out that he's upset because he's worried about leaving the kids for that week because Tony's a recovering drug addict and Joey mm-hmm. as well joey um mm-hmm. so <laughs> we also learned that nick went to juilliard oh yeah yes yes which is uh quite impressive so Man. it's it's interesting that we're learning that he's like quite a impressive musician but also getting gigs to work on cruise ships mm-hmm. but also playing for ella fitzgerald which yes. i guess is kind of normal musician life yeah it's going gig from gig doing really well or you're just grabbing money where it happens Mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure anyway uh tony comes home in his best fonzie cosplay and is hyped about (laughs) many malls because one stop can get you pizza thai food videotapes dry cleaning and then also taps for your shoes he's actually you know he's feeling pretty terrific more than terrific actually he's he's splendid because he's because he's been dating a girl from AA named Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, he goes off and Joy's Joy tries to get out of school, but you know, the cable's not working and neither is um the Nintendo. So he's like, Nope, I'm out too. I go in. And still still relevant. Like Nintendo is still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But even more so then. I think is this is before the Super Nintendo. Yeah, still yeah. regular Nintendo. Crazy. Yeah, it would have been. Nick uh, then talks to Blossom. He says he'll take the gig, but Blossom needs to take charge because Tony is a head full of problems and Joey has a head full of hair. Lols. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of my favorite lines. (laughs) Nick has great lines all the time and just his delivery is fantastic. He's so deadpan, which makes it just brilliant. But like not mean, always endearing. No, yeah. Whenever he says it. (laughs) He says it with love. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that he loves his kids, but he's just like, oh, Joey. Just yeah. like we're like, oh, Joey. <laughs> Joey. We then move immediately over to the living room where Nick comes up to Joey and he's talk- starts talking to him about someone taking more responsibility- responsibilities. And Joey doesn't quite get it. And ooh, this is where the audience gets what's happening here. Nick is telling all the kids that they're in charge in hopes that each of them will step up. Fun fact, I was watching this with my child cat and she turned to me and was like "Ooh, he's sneaky (laughs) (laughs) now do we see a scene where he asks anthony this i don't think we do no we don't and also he thinks he's being so sneaky but what does he think he's getting out of asking joey to do literally anything i think it's more that he thinks that joey might actually be responsible in this if he's taking care of others Instead of him being a dumbass like he normally is. But he yeah. ends up becoming a dumbass mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I think he knows. Because we see glimpses of it. We've seen glimpses of it in, in other episodes and in episodes coming up of Joey really caring about Blossom. Like, they don't mm-hmm. seem to have a very antagonistic relationship as much as she makes fun of him. So I think Nick is just hopeful that Joey will will let the the older brother wanting to take care of his sister part override any other stupidity. Yeah, I suppose he's given him a chance. I was just like, especially after not talking to the oldest, who 
to be fair, is recovering, but mm-hmm. has always proven to be relatively responsible yeah. now. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it as we get through the episode. But just because we don't see him talk to Tony doesn't mean he doesn't talk to yeah. Tony. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, and we find out even from later episodes that they do have those heart to hearts and they're yeah. actually generally part of the best parts of the shows. Yeah. Anyway, we move on to the next scene where we go up to Blossom's room and she's joined by her best friend Six for a bit of self-care, some pedicure fun times <laughs> as uh, my kids love it. So they're thinking about what to say to their friend uh, in case she asks what they did on Friday night. And Blossom comes up with this wonderful response. We're, you know, involving Johnny Depp, a motorcycle crash, and a love child. <laughs> yeah. My lawn, my love child. Yeah. Exactly. I believe is what she says. <laughs> yeah, because Six goes, why can't it be my love child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how old was Johnny Depp at this time? Hmm. 91? That is a good question. John. Like, he still would have been too old to give either of them a love child, I'm would sure. This, would this have been 21 Jump Street days? Uh, I think 21 Jump Street would have been done by this. He, okay. was about, he was about 28 at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a prime. <laughs> he was dreamy back then. He's still... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like Nightmare on Elm Street days and Ooh. moving forward, man. Benny and June. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so Tony enters Blossom's room and asks her for um, a favor. He wants her to go down to the living room because Stephanie's there just hanging out while, you know, Tony needs to change his shoes because his shoes don't quite say bingo. Yep. <laughs> this, <laughs> it, it felt a little, for lack of better term, shoehorned uh, in ah. this, uh, <laughs> this, this excuse to get Blossom to go downstairs. Like, I feel like there could have been a better reason than I need to change my shoes. I, I, I wish he had his, like, if he did a little tap, yeah, that would have made more sense because he was like, I don't think these are quite bingo shoes to tap shoes. That would have been, that would have been great. Does she That's have carpet in her bedroom, though? I don't recall. Because I don't think you can tap on carpet. They can on TV. On TV carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, oh. it doesn't matter because she goes downstairs and is immediately freaked out because she catches Stephanie stealing a little Richard pepper shaker. So she runs back up. Can we can, can we talk for a moment about the face Stephanie makes as she puts the pepper shaker in her bag? It, it was nonchalant from what I. Oh, know. I thought it was like like she put it in her bag and she did like a little good for me pat of her <laughs> of her bag. Like, oh, yes, I did so well. <laughs> See, I just I thought she went, she went, went. OK, next. What else can I get? She got that little adrenaline rush yeah. of thievery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> her and her bling ring. Bling That's what ring. I hear that uh, movie <laughs> reference. Oh yeah, I got it. So she goes up, confides in six, obviously. They do a little run around the room on their heels, which is so perfect. With their toenails drying, they're like yeah. waddling around on her their heels. Her going up the stairs, too, was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, and you can hear the audience be like, dude. Do we laugh or no, this is serious because someone just stole. You can hear a little like one person trying to laugh and then just not. <laughs> no, we're not allowed here. No, not here. <laughs> anyway, so Six is trying to calm her down and she's like uh, in a sort of cringy line. Uh, <laughs> Blossom's like, what could um, it can, couldn't be worse or something or it could be worse. She could be dating a guy who is a thief, right? Oh, yeah, God, that like, did not age well. No, I feel I like. And it's always six, which is unfortunate. But mm-hmm. this joke 
keeps happening a lot and it's always six that says it Mm. yeah and i don't know if they're trying i know uh, like you said it was that was a funny joke to make at the time but like stop giving it to that one character because it makes me not like her as much i know i feel like so this show was pretty progressive in a lot of like especially the feminist politics that it promoted and like Mm -hmm talking openly with children about sex as they grow up and i feel like this kind of stuff i could be wrong i feel like this kind of stuff gets dropped pretty quickly mm-hmm. i don't remember a lot of gay jokes in the other seasons okay but yeah it didn't it didn't age well especially because my Bialik these days is and i'm sure at the time as well like a very big lgbtq ally mm-hmm. very you know pro equality yeah it is what it is it's so tough and this is why it's it's hard i know for you guys to watch it but especially like never having seen it Mm -hmm. and also being part of the queer community but also like having a head for cultural context and i find sometimes the two of those butt heads a lot in my brain Mm -hmm. yeah where like i know it just was what it was but like as a queer woman just wanting to rage yeah <laughs> i need to calm myself down <laughs> mm, mm, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah if you say it gets a little better then that will be amazing <laughs> yeah i don't remember these types of jokes being like a big part of it i i remember mostly the more like modern progressive parts of the, the show mm-hmm. yeah Okay, it's something to look forward to. Like we'll we'll, we'll discover it together because I'm yeah. This is my first rewatch in a long time, so mm-hmm. I'd love to see where it goes. So mm-hmm. we're giving it a pass for being in the '90s, the early '90s at that. But kids, like, mm. you know who's cool? Gay people. Yeah, don't yeah. be dicks. Yeah. <laughs> love is love is love. Love is love. Love is love. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, so they both head downstairs to try and confront Stephanie, but to no avail. And Tony and Stephanie end up leaving. Um, there's a there, there's a couple lines here that that were fun. Um, is there something special about this bingo where you'd have to bring your own prizes? Blossom says to Stephanie, um, and then they start talking about Stephanie's bag, and she's like, "Oh, it's so big, I could fit a couch in there." And Blossom goes, "Ever tried?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this conversation is Blossom trying to give Stephanie an out. Mm-hmm, exactly mm. like trying to find something that would justify what she saw or trying to give stephanie a reason like an opening to explain mm-hmm. what happened without saying i saw you exactly yeah. you know like trying to let her know that she knows yeah but you know mm. stephanie's not brilliant as we see later no yeah she's oh. a bit out of it isn't she yeah, yeah. um also tony Tony has a great line here. He says, hey, you guys want to join us for bingo? I'm sure they have enough numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good job. So good. Um, so Blossom wants to tell Tony about Stephanie, but she's worried that he's super fragile right now because he's a recovering addict and mm-hmm. she doesn't want him to relapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's worried if she says something that he'll, she'll shatter his life and he'll go back to the drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And that's why they say you shouldn't date an AA. <laughs> Yep. Mm -hmm. Joey then comes home and is super freaked out and trying to think, think, think like Winnie the Pooh. He's like, think, think, think. (laughs) (laughs) And Blossom goes, oh, that's what that burning tire smell is. (laughs) And Joey's like, 
Uh, where do I start? Do you remember Dad's car? And we hit the commercial. <laughs> so, Great. So next scene, we're back from commercial break, and we find out that Joey drove to the mall to impress a girl named Kirsty. At he's, 15 years old. Yeah, he's 15, so that's already a no-no. But Blossom ends up calling the police with an adorable old lady accent to find out what happened to the car. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> so before she actually calls, Joey's freaking out and he's like, this is what happens when dad leaves me in charge. And um, him and Blossom have this little exchange and my my kid cat is giggling because she's like, Haha, they're figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that it turns out that these are the hijinks yeah blossom mm-hmm. finds out from the police that joey had parked his car on a painted red curb which means no parking mm-hmm. uh so the police towed the car and joey's like well i had to all the handicap spots were taken i was like <laughs> oh i hate you joey <laughs> but when he says all this happened and he's like and then i cried i was like oh uh, yeah <laughs> and she said i cried more than her brother and he's teething <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I have to ask, is it normal to have your parents' license plate number memorized? Especially when you're pretending to be an old lady that can't remember where she parked her car. I yeah. feel like Blossom would know this. Like, she's that responsible yeah. person. And <laughs> I don't know, it just seems like that. I feel like I knew enough parts of the license plate that i could recognize my parents car but mm-hmm. if somebody had asked me what the license plate number was i'd be like oh same is it just numbers in the states it's just numbers right i think it depends on the state i don't know hmm. that would make it harder because i found in canada we have a letter combination as well and the letters were always what helped me remember yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i would have a little sing-songy thing yeah. for each of them that's how i remember <laughs> all the way and now i don't know my license plate because it's not my license plate and i don't care anyway <laughs> so um six ends up cluing in joe uh <laughs> cluing in joey to the fact that someone has to actually go to the police station with id to get the car back and joey's like oh whoa <laughs> but without yeah. the you know enthusiasm yeah and blossom doesn't want to get tony involved because he's fragile and he's mm-hmm. going through stuff we don't want to add to Tony's problems. Exactly. Well, I mean, when your dad puts the youngest child in charge, supposedly, because the oldest is dealing with recovery, I think it's pretty understandable that mm-hmm. she thinks that they can't tell Tony about anything. Yeah. Because otherwise he would be in charge. Yeah, that's kind of Nick's yeah. fault. Yeah. <laughs> and Blossom is sort of in charge, as we see, because Joey's like, I guess we'll have to wait till you figure something out. And Blossom's yeah. like, why me? Because dad left you in charge. Mm-hmm. And I think Blossom has that personality too, which can relate. Like mm-hmm. you have to be the one to solve your own problems. And she has trouble asking people for help. Yeah. She thinks that she can take everything on. Even if Nick hadn't have said, you need to take care of these guys, she would have just tried to do it anyways. Oh, totally. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I understand this. Yeah. <laughs> All too well. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we get a little funny sequence right after this where Nick calls home to see how the kids are doing and Blossom you know, pretends that the connection is bad on the phone with Six making this fake static sound. Have you guys ever done this? I have not. And I feel like I missed I out doing that. I don't think so, but I want to. I'm going to have to call someone now and just pretend. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going through a tunnel. 
Go through a tunnel now, oh, guys. Tunnel? Yeah, when Six took the phone and started walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then hangs up and says, bye, Mr. Russo. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so adorable. Oh, the, the look on her face as soon as she hung up of just like, oh, no. That, that was up. wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, again, uh, Blossom and Six start talking about Stephanie and what to do with Tony. And she's wondering if she should talk to Stephanie first because she might have a good reason, like we said mm-hmm. earlier. And Six like Six says she's got the best reason in the world. She's a thief. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, very poignant for a child. Yeah. Then we head over to scene four where Blossom arrives at Stephanie's apartment. And lo and behold, Tony and Stephanie are getting married. <laughs> Enter the officiant. Who is none other than Little Richard himself in the yes. most wonderful sparkly sequence uh, outfit? My my note here just says, and the most chaotic scene ensues. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny because as the wedding begins, Blossom tries to interrupt and object to the to the mire of Little Richard, who just keeps oh on god. telling her to shut up. The it's way just, he says "shut up" is just <laughs> I. Oh my god, I can't. He, yeah, and, and Blossom's face, mm-hmm. like the face she makes when he says, shut up! Shut <laughs> up. And you can tell she's having the time of her life because she's smiling but trying not to like break out. Like, oh yeah. man, it's so okay. funny. It would be so hard to get through that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, there's, there's so many times in that scene where I think you can see a few of them being close to breaking because they're just... The ending of the <sighs> scene in yeah. particular. Oh my god. Yeah. And the line, the line that got me was him going, the Beatles stole my music, Elvis stole my hairdo, James Brown stole my scream, Smokey Robinson stole my Swiss Army knife, but I can't prove it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So and just little, little Richard, and he's one of these artists I love, especially from yeah. that era for this particular reason. It's like the Elton Johns and the James Browns. Like They were larger than life. Yeah, they knew who they were and they weren't afraid to lean into it mm-hmm. and make fun of it. Like, I, I love that about musicians that do that. Yeah. Yeah. And they even lean into it more because to get married, they had to say, wop, bop, loom, bop, wop, bam, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and Blossom says it twice, which means they were doubly so married. Yeah. They're real married <laughs> now. Real good. <laughs> they're married real good. <laughs> I should have said in my wedding. (laughs) Yes, that should have. Why didn't I think of that? I know, right? (laughs) Watch this before you got married. Mm -hmm. So this sequence ends with Little Richard and Blossom going over and over and over, and you can just see Maya Balak's face, just like she's so close to breaking at this point. I and I love how she slips in as well. It feels like it wasn't scripted, but Mm -hmm. she slips in that I can't help myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she, uh, just from a musical perspective, she's really good at it. She's yeah. Like tonally, mm-hmm. the pitch was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spot on, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was impressed. And yeah. then, and then, lo and behold, again, she, we, fi- we find out this is another one of those awesome dream sequences mm-hmm. where Blossom wakes up and wakes up six by wooing. Yeah, she sings yeah. herself awake. <laughs> Which, I gotta be honest, I've woken up singing before. Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes sing. In, I I've sung in my head in my sleep, like in my dreams, and I've definitely woke up being like, "Oh no, 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 not that one!" But I definitely not during that. during Pippin, I had some very very strong dreams. I don't know why it was uh, very weird. It was a weird time. <laughs> that was a stressful show, from what I heard. Yep, 
Oh my uh-huh. god! I'll tell you stories after. Anyway, yep. <laughs> move on to the next scene, scene five, where we head back to the kitchen where Blossom confronts Stephanie about taking the little Richard pepper mill, and she has a good excuse. She thought it was Billy Joel. So before we get to that, I have a question about this. Yeah, so yeah. presumably it's the next morning. Yep. But Stephanie says they just got in from bingo. Were they at an all night bingo parlor? I don't, I don't think they were doing bingo at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my sweet child. My sweet child. <laughs> He's getting a lot of squares on the O. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that stephanie has been stealing but not to fuel a drug habit although that's what she used to do oh no 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 this time she's using the the stealing to pay for her therapist because she doesn't want to tell her therapist but 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 she doesn't want to tell her therapist because he'd cure her and then she wouldn't be able to pay him and she thinks she could use a little a little therapy don't you guys think (laughs) so i know this scene was played for laughs yeah but it's actually a really good commentary on the mental health system. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's not, she's a little bit dim in the way she explains it, but it is kind of the cycle of somebody needing like real mental health help. But the only way you can get that is to play into the things that you need help with. Like how do you get out of that cycle? Mm -hmm. Plus, like, the healthcare system in the States is not great for any help. So Mm -hmm. the fact that she'd have to pay out of pocket that much um, Mm -hmm. is just sad. Yeah. Yeah. So it was was a funny scene in the delivery, but when I watched it the second time, it actually made me a little bit sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dimming the mood! I did it! (laughs) Blossom did have some good delivery here, like, just a little... Yeah, it's very good. And yeah. like it, it was it was hard to see them play off each other because Stephanie does look like she needs help. And Blossom mm-hmm. wants to help her and she wants to help Tony, especially. And then, you know, Stephanie drops that bomb about keeping that between them. Yeah. Which, you know, is unfortunate. Well, and I also think this is another good scene showing Blossom always looking for the best in people. Mm-hmm. So I have in my notes when Stephanie says that she's not doing drugs anymore. She kind of pleads with Blossom and says, you have to believe me. And Blossom's just like, yeah, like you're telling me that you're not doing drugs. So why wouldn't I believe you? She, she very much wants to take people at their word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and unfortunately we find out in the next scene that she is actually still using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the, the next scene and uh, we're back in the living room and Joey is sad because his friends won't go to the police and lie for him. Again, <laughs> they picked up the little bit after the more serious scene. And then Tony enters the room and tells Blossom that he knows about Stephanie. He realizes that she was using again and because of the because he was in that situation. So they broke up. He's also upset with Blossom because he let her down or she let him down. Yeah. She knew something, but didn't come to him right away. Mm-hmm. And then he bangs his head on the table <laughs> to show her that he's not made of glass and isn't fragile. And if she wants him to return back to normal, she needs to stop treating him like he's about to break at any moment, mm-hmm. which yeah. I thought was a really good scene. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a great moment where he he smacks his head on the table. <laughs> and he can't remember what he, why he did. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Momentarily. It's an, it was a nice way to add a little lightness to a mm-hmm. heavy scene. Yeah. So Joey re-enters the, the room. We heard the phone ring earlier, and he lets the other t- 
the other two know that their dad is coming home that night. Whoa. Whoa. So they asked Tony to go to the police station. And, you know, he's hesitant because he was an addict for the previous number of years. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he doesn't want to do it, but he'll do it because dad left him in charge. That's her <laughs> more giggles from my kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Sneaky daddy. <laughs> Sneaky daddy. We get to the final scene and their dad comes home and the boys immediately confess everything that happened to them. <laughs> Sitting on the couch, Nick laughs at them and says that, you know what? Tony, your story's good, but Joey's was better. And thanks for the laughs. <laughs> they seem too outlandish yeah. to have been possibly anything close to what actually happened. Exactly. So he asked Blossom what uh, she did that week. And he, she's like, oh, you know, nothing really. Uh, Six came over on Monday night for a sleepover. And then Nick's like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> I am disappointing you, Blossom. You know you shouldn't have sleepovers on school nights. To comedy. Which, comedy, and then we get the, the freeze frame at the end of Blossom going, oh. oh. No. The best part of that, as Nick is berating Blossom, Joey coming in oh, and yeah. like, struggling him <laughs> and being like, yeah, daddy. No, like, I can't believe she did that. Which, I'm so disappointed in you too, Blossom. <laughs> this was another, I feel like once an episode i get pissed about the boys club thing yeah because part of me believes that even if nick did believe the stories he would somehow still be more mad at blossom yeah yeah because he's like oh my my sons are kind of dumb of course this happened (laughs) but blossom's the responsible one boys will be boys right Fuck yeah. that noise. <laughs> Anyways, that's me being a feminist for the week. Thank you, folks. <laughs> well, uh, no, no cat's corner this week, unfortunately. My mm-hmm. my kid didn't want to record, but she did want to say that she did like this episode. She thought it was really funny. That was really good. She liked the hijinks, and we will try and get one. Hopefully not next week. Hopefully soon. Not next yes. week, but soon. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the outfit of the week. Ding ding ding. Let's go with Jen. What do you What do you think? Y'all know what I'm picking, right? No, I don't. Okay. We talked about Little Richard being Little Richard. Let me (laughs) break down this suit that we see him in. This is why I picked two. (laughs) Because I went back and I freeze framed it because every angle there was something new happening. Mm -hmm. So he is in this shiny black suit. It's primarily black. The pants has one pant leg with a silver ribbon swirling around the pant leg, but just the one. And his sleeves have a pattern on it, which upon a closer inspection is a silver lame in like digital numbers. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful and I loved it. Were the numbers sequential or do they mean anything? Like, are they a reference to like a song or something? I mean, potentially uh, if there was, I didn't catch it. It just looked random to me. Yeah. But it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mallory? Um, okay. I chose Blossom's final outfit. She has an oversized orange sweater and an orange floral flowy skirt with white leggings and white leg warmers and purple boots. And I chose it because it's the same sweater she wears in the opening sequence. And I Mm -hmm. think the same leggings as well. And the costume designer has talked about, I believe it's in one of the DVD featurettes that she intentionally reused pieces, which isn't something that a lot of TV shows do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she intentionally reused pieces because she wanted Blossom to appear like a regular 
person and oh. all the characters as well to appear like regular people and not shiny TV characters. I thought about that. That's awesome. That's that's really smart. Yeah. So this was the first time that I noticed a, a reusing of a piece and it stuck out to me. And so that was my outfit of the week. Yeah. So mm. we did see we only saw it once before, but it was recurring from the fake pilot. So it doesn't really count. Mm. But that massive there was a plastic red massive flower brooch. Yes, we which saw was that used too. in the fake pilot. And I think in the next episode as well, we're going to see a recurring costume piece. Nice. nice. Yeah. See, I knew someone was going to pick Little Richard, so I went for something else. And this was the outfit that Six wears when they confront Stephanie the first time when, you know, the bag scene at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing this little, like this giant frilly lace purple outfit that's all purple. It's just amazingly terrible. And I loved it. And there was like, like frills everywhere. It was just everywhere. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a nightgown type thing, was it? right? Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah. I think the girls are in pajamas doing their toenails and stuff. I can't tell. Sometimes their daytime clothes look like pajamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was a full grandma nightgown situation. With mm-hmm. leggings. With leggings. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It was gross. Amazing. <laughs> so what's the lesson of the week, uh, Mallory? So I, I think it's... <sighs> This is cheesy, but see something, say something like don't if you see something that you think is wrong, don't be afraid to go and like talk to an adult figure about that, because the biggest thing here is that she doesn't want to hurt Tony. But Tony is presumably at least five years older than her. I think he's in his early 20s, so probably about six years older than her and way more equipped to deal with this type of stuff than she is. So it's, yeah, don't be afraid to talk to people about things that you see going on that shouldn't be going on. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jen? Um, mine was you don't need to face your problems alone. And I think every single character got a little hit. Well, all the siblings at least got a hit of that in their mm-hmm. own ways. Like if Blossom had just talked to Tony in the first place, but Tony also needs people to come to him even if it's with their problems and not his like he needs that companionship as well yeah and joey like literally just needed help from somebody (laughs) so you know i i think especially with blossom like i mentioned before she's so into solving things on her own or like stewing over it and sometimes you just need to admit you need help yeah see whereas mine was just the the be straight with people this whole blossom Mm -hmm. and tony relationship because, you know, you might not think they'll be able to handle it, but most of the time they probably will. Yeah, mm-hmm. people and even can if they handle- don't, yeah, if they can't, then, you know, they'll try and solve it. And yeah. that's also good. Mm-hmm. All right. Here comes our rating. Out of five, Little Richard, woos, um, <laughs> what are you going to, what are you going to give it? Let's start with Jen. How many woos are you going to give? You know, you I have to do it. I think this is my first five. Five out of five what? Woo. That's right. <laughs> a for Little Richard, mm-hmm. which is now my favorite cameo so far, mm-hmm. and B, just seeing Anthony's development. I mean, we've seen a little bit of it in every episode, but him really coming into his own and saying, "I want to do real life again," yeah, was really cool to see. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mel? Uh, so I did four point five woos out of five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah so the little richard scene is iconic mm-hmm. tristan is is not a huge fan of sitcoms let alone 90s sitcoms but i have sat him down and made him watch this scene which he it thinks is fantastic <laughs> it's so it's such a good scene i docked half a point because a lot of this sh- this episode is talking about things that happened and not seeing things happen mm-hmm. hmm. okay. and i'm always more of a show us don't tell us so I feel you. I feel yeah. you. I, I too, like Jen, I'm going to give this five woos out of five <laughs> woos um, because it was just, it was a fun episode to watch. I like, I like the, the, the hijinks that they got into and the whole, that whole trope of telling all the kids that they're in charge. I love it. Plus, you know, watching it with my kid and her having a blast watching it was just added it. Now she's never going to trust you anytime you tell her she's in charge, though. <laughs> she's always in charge. She's the oldest. She will always be in charge. <laughs> Anyways, so thank you guys for coming in and talking about episode four. Next week, we're going to be checking out the fifth episode, Sex, Lies, and Teenagers. Mm-hmm. And IMDB says this is what the episode's about. Blossom sneaks off to a makeout party. That's it. That's the whole That's the, <laughs> That's the show. That's the show. <laughs> So again, thank you, Mel. Thank you, Jen, for coming and talking about Blossom. Um, thank you out there for listening to us talk about our, you know, our fun little '90s show. We shall see you guys soon, and have a good night. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at I Am Opinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.